Previously on the Dice of Thunder podcast. So Varg <laughs> and Darnayru, I need a reflex save. Natural Cats, 20. Cats you got a 920? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk yeah. about being That's, on both sides. If it's a basic, he takes no damage. He takes no damage. No damage. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was great. Oh, wow. 43 damage on the explosion. Okay, Luton wants to go in, too. Oh, okay. So Luton and Cal can, go through I was going to say, threshold. can we both go in? Yeah, of course. You hear a soft stone grinding on stone noise as a secret door. Excuse me. Luton would not turn the scotch. <laughs> they all, for the briefest moment to you, appear aged by a hundred years. <gasps> you guys looked old. I mean, I'm sure I looked fabulous old, but weird. <laughs> unhelpful. Don't say unhelpful. Say mysterious. Well, let's look at <laughs> Mysterious. <laughs> the diary of the Shrine Skelm Droxolos. It is a prayer to Yog sothoth Let's go in this joint. Holding hands, of course. As Sadaku flies off of your ring finger, <laughs> are you wearing it on your pinky? Is oh it, yeah, that's uh, pimp, baby. It is right. It's got like a baggy <laughs> pinky ring, you know. Go get him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Dice of Thunder podcast. Definitely funnier than any episode of the Big Bang Theory. We've used that one already. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to say it twice I'm because aware. it's still true. <laughs> Let's be clear. These are all individually written. Amazing. Jordan. Amazing. It's genius. I, I mean, yeah, you're it absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Somehow... I see those clips of that show. It's like they're still trying to convince people that it was funny mm. all that's, these years later. And that's what SNL has become. Five years ago, they became that. Like some kind they, of live they just try to TikTok show? humor and they, they try to do things that are funny and it's just not funny. You know, I haven't seen a full episode of Saturday Night Live in... I can't tell you how long. People don't, don't do that anymore. No, it's I like you only get clips the from The Selena yeah. Gomez episode. Don't bother. <laughs> course the but cast, i have heard that it's not great the cast members are not funny oh the, really the that's writing, a bummer the writing is so bad now really yeah so did they get new critical. writers i mean writers fluctuate in and out pretty frequently but uh, that's how writers yeah, for Tim robinson was on there for, for the last five years and left to go on to and he left things. to go yeah he what about <laughs> hannibal burris was writing for a long time <laughs> hannibal burris is funny he's great i like that guy yeah keenan thompson yeah no my guy you, you like I think that guy? No. Oh, I was gonna what? say yeah. No. I was gonna say no. I'm not. A... Come on, back in the Good Burger days, I wasn't he, a fan of the Good Burger. He's a what? Good he's Burger a Two coming out soon. Guy, he's don't. a sweet guy. You know, like he's Is like he a, he's like a good person. I maybe Is he I don't know. I have no idea. Here's the problem. <sighs> if you were just a few years younger, who me? You, I think nah, you'd like man. Good Burger. If you were just a few years older, you I would hate it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you'd I be like, this that's is a waste of time. It's yeah. the middle of a generation D- problem. D- Welcome to Good Burger. Welcome to the Good Burger. Get it? Take your order. Yeah, come on. I'm Stop a dude. It. She's a dude. He's a dude. Hey, We're all dudes. Right? Hey, yeah. right? He's a dude. Right. You know he's, She's a dude. You know we They're ten years younger than us. I know right? this. Yeah, I know this. These are the these kids. We're also laughing to like 
Ren and Stimpy. They, I know you I thought that was hilarious. I did and wasn't allowed to watch it. I was, tr- Same. <laughs> I was troubled by Same. Ren and Stimpy. It's sketchy. It's like uh, it's cheese to elbow and then spraying like lemon juice on it. Why is that on a kid's show? Quote unquote kid's yeah. show. I don't know. Those are the, the children now who are in their 30s. Right. <laughs> running stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing at work today? Rubbing cheese graters on my elbow and... <laughs> Laughing at someone <laughs> yeah. having a cheese grater rubbed on their elbow. <laughs> Look at Carl. Yeah, <laughs> Carl. Carl. <laughs> well, we got a, we got a couple topics to cover. The first one and the most important thing mm. in all of Dice of Thunderdom, Dice of Thunderdom, is the name of Varg's axe. Yes, yes. Let's solve it. So, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. put up a poll on Twitter. You was oh, on, did you? You, you were I on did. a what? I put up a poll gotcha. on Twitter. Heard, X. It, heard it differently. An X poll. What should Varg's axe name be? Yeah. yeah. The options? I love this. The options were the Kinflencer. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. That's pretty cool. Very like. I'm hoping for a pun. On, pun. on, you know, on mission. I know I wanted to put one up that was like, like the, on yeah. message. The for accidental Varg. murder or something. Like he's the kin biter <laughs> and this is the thing he uses to flay kin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I got it. The second one, Huggy Bear. <laughs> Which is a solid second uh, choice. Uh, nice throwback uh, name. Right. Yeah. Like the third one was Axie McAxeface. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, Which please. I also thought was pretty clever. And then the fourth poll yeah. question was other, please leave a comment. Okay. And our friend Brian Poland from the Dork Day Afternoon podcast had a pretty good entry. Ratchet Chop 9000. <gasps> that was, that was Brian's. <laughs> Suggestion, which I liked, and that one, oh. that one got four likes. Okay, okay. four. Yeah. Um, Axie McAxe Face uh-huh. got like three votes. Oh, okay. come on, Thunder Buddies! And then Huggy Bear and Kinflencer tied, and so four. they both got exactly um, sixteen votes apiece. Wow, <laughs> seventeen <laughs> votes apiece, something like that. So, so what I said was. In true Dice of Thunder fashion, we would let the dice decide yeah. Yeah. between Huggy Bear and Kinflencer. Who's rolling? Okay. Oh, Jordan's rolling. This is his axe. Are you Wait okay a minute. Did you come names? up with all those? I, I did. Yeah. So he has to roll between the choices you made? He didn't pick his <laughs> didn't offer. Is this, this is the way. Or is this not This is what's up. Varg's this is what axe. it is. It, I mean, technically, it's not Varg's axe. I'm pretty sure I made it for him, but whatever. <laughs> We're not going to split that hair. It's Varg's axe, but we keep I it as Scott's axe. I can't you brought that up, Brittany. I'm going to roll this I'm to you. Asking. I'm going to roll the cloud die to you. Roll the cloud die across the, cloud the table. Okay, so Watch evens, your right hand, because it's going to hurt. Evens? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a cloud. <laughs> evens, it's Huggy Bear. Okay. And odds, it's Kinflencer. Okay. Come on, odd. Odd. The, yeah! the kin flincer. The kin flincer. <laughs> I'm a little bummed. I wanted Huggy Bear. <laughs> there you go. All right. But Jordan, did you had you already come up is. with the name? Well, I mentioned last episode that I did um, oh. come up with the name. Oh, I didn't what was say the name what it you was. came up with? It was Accident, accidental murder, but the accidental murder. Oh, but, well, I was thinking, I wish we could mix like the accidental huggy bear <laughs> with like <but laughs> accidental hacks, a x e, a x e, accidental. But we'll stick, we'll, st- I'll follow the rules. I mean, there were a the lot poll. of votes, yeah, it's a lot of votes. Thanks. I like the Kinflincer, yeah, I like Kinflincer. Yeah. Thanks, Thunder Buddies, yeah. yeah, thanks, Thunder Buddies. That's thing number one. Okay. Now we got that off our yeah. chest. <laughs> oh man, I, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> there it's was been, a thing, months. <laughs> yeah, I had a 
passionate display of GMing during the fight with the Clockwork Sphinx when I was curious about why Luton at size tiny didn't get any armor bonuses to. Oh yeah, I remember this. Right? Yep. yep. Yeah, there's a. And I, I made yeah, and the reason is because well, it's a multi-faceted reason. So in first edition, the smaller you were, the better your armor class was against mm-hmm. things that were larger. That applied like on a scale. So that if you were a medium creature and you were fighting something that was huge or gargantuan, you got an you got the same type of armor class bonus against that creature. Correct. So if you're fighting some massive dragon or something like that, it had a tougher time hitting you because you were small. Because you're itty bitty. Yeah. I liked that rule because it made those kinds of fights survivable. And I thought that it should apply in this situation. But I had my first edition thinking hat on when I said that and I didn't, I don't realize like, wait a minute, all of this has already been sussed out. All this math has been done and we are a rules as written podcast, right? Just like ODB said, what do you say? Ooh, baby. I like it raw. There you go. (laughs) R-A-W. That's exactly what he meant when he said that. That's exactly what he meant. ODB was a Pathfinder player. He was. And didn't stray from the rules. I always thought he was talking about meat. <laughs> well, clearly he was talking about rules as written. Okay. Yeah, We're not going to dive into that anymore. Yeah. Rules okay. as written. Just like, that's how he orders his So I'm, I granted Brittany a plus two bonus against creatures that were size large or larger, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking that back. I don't need it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love there that. We're talking about Luton here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, there you there go. There it is. The tank. There were a couple of people that jumped in because I also kind of like in a frustrated rage put a, another tweet out that said is this real am i missing something because like i don't have all 640 pages memorized like is it somewhere hidden that it nope i got what was the argument clarification what's the argument back yeah the argument back is that you know like uh someone used the example of a a fly why is a fly hard to hit because it's moving fast and why is a turtle hard easy to hit because it's moving slow I'm, I'm not so keen on that because i can't really hit a fly all that well sure but that's just my to hit that has nothing to do with the flies AC. And so if you think about okay, like a turtle, easy to hit, but I also can't damage it because of its armor, right? So sure. I'm still not... If we use that same analogy, it actually applies to where if something the size of this house swings out with a hand, just because I'm the size of a house cat doesn't necessarily mean I can get my little house cat body out of the out way, of the way in time the hand. Yeah. to not get hit. That's the most compelling argument, I think. Right. Yeah, but if you're a fly, it's not going to see you. And, well, who's and, and hiding is a turtles. different... Yeah, I know, right? It was a weird <laughs> thing. Yeah. Who's attacking turtles? Dark, These poor turtles. That's the darkness of, of yeah. Twitter. Yeah, it's a pretty dark place Shame these on days. you. Yeah. Shame on you, Shame if, you're on you if you're slapping turtles. <laughs> if you're out here slapping turtles with your giant hand. <laughs> and testing their AC. Shame on you. With a stopwatch. Yeah. Splinter. In a world where you can't roll a natural one because it's not mathematically possible to miss a turtle if you've confined it. It's true. But whatever. Mm. I guess you could stub your pinky. (laughs) I appreciate you looking out for my character. I was concerned. Yeah. But then, because the other thing that bothers me, here's the second part of that, is I don't think there's really that many advantages for being tiny. Like, a sprite is a size tiny creature. It's one of the only size tiny playable characters. And she's also slower. um, Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And like Varg, his speed goes up and up and up because he's a barbarian. He gets some natural bonuses to his speed. And so you're telling me (laughs) that this (laughs) winged fairy, you know, is going to move slower than a, than a knoll with a kinflincer. She's going to move as fast (laughs) 
even faster, but her her ability to move distance would be not as much. She got little legs. Right. Exactly. She got little legs. Trust me, I understand this one all yeah, too well. Little hands, <laughs> little feet. Oh God! Are we back <laughs> on Randy? <laughs> Newman? Yes, we are. <sighs> no reason to lose. I thought that we could stay away from Randy Newman. Never, forever. Randy. We love you. You can never hide from Randy. He finds you. He always finds you. Well, remember, you know why? You always got a friend in Randy. You got a friend. <laughs> An- another thing that did happen somewhere along the way, we missed it because I then I started digging into sprites and like, how do they get? Luton's speed, I don't know where or when it happened, but it went up to 20 feet. Look on your character sheet right now and look at her speed. It says speed 20 feet. I no, think that's a retcon. It doesn't? It says 15. It does. Oh, is it? Oh, you know what? What's that? It's your armor. That's what's slowing you oh. down. Oh. Oh. Never mind. Their natural speed's 20. I thought I figured it out, but I didn't. Okay, that makes sense. Because if you lose that armor, you lose your AC. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. Don't want that. Don't want that. It's okay. I can it's be slow because I have a reach. Yeah. you got spells. For spells. And I can do 136 damage with fireball uh, or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And and if, a lot. <laughs> and if I want to get somewhere fast, I just send in my Jaguar, yep. who's super fast. Well, something that you also gained was a swim speed when you right. took that added druidic order the wave order grants a swim speed so she's the only one of us that could or only one of you guys that could actually swim without having to make an athletics check she can move without an athletics check underwater i prefer never to get in the water (laughs) (laughs) thank you darn nobody asked you i mean i was more concerned about hit points but now i'm at 60 hit points so i think it balances out well, still, Overall. But yeah, but still, to be a tiny creature doesn't seem like there's that many benefits. Like, why would you ever choose that? You got to ride all the cool. rides. Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of rides. the um, ancestry feats for sprites are incredible. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's the, the trade-off, is yeah. that you get some seriously incredible feats. And, like, ninth-level feats that are going to eventually come around. Energize wings. Grant Ooh. yourself a fly speed. That's what I've been waiting 30 on. 30 right. feet for yeah. a minute. That's cool. And once per hour. Hey, that's not bad. It's yeah. the long game for me. Yeah. There you go. That, so that's what's coming. And then at 17th level, f- sprites gain hero's wings where their fly speed's permanent. Oh, nice. So, so we need to live that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> permanent fly speed. And furthermore, sprites recognize you as a powerful hero. So that's why we saw the 100, uh, 100 year glimpse into the future. Her wings look the way they did. Yeah. I was being a little bit nerdy. I liked it. Do you guys have any questions about any of that? No. When do I get wings? Well, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I mean, just do a versatile ancestry and be Darnayru the kitty sprite. Hey. Right now, why not? I'll just have Kosawan. Pathfinder, baby. Yes, Jordan. You, you don't have to put your hand up. Do you have uh, any Pathfinder updates to announce this episode? Yes. Yes. Pathfinder is going through a an extreme errata change that they are calling the remaster project. Not big enough to be another edition. Right. Not changing the whole number. Some people are out there calling it 2.1. Yeah, that's what I would call it. Um, I kind of call it 2.01. It, oh, it, I don't see that tiny. Yeah. I don't see enough change or two R. Yeah. It's the, uh, the rules lawyer, the rules lawyer, Ronald. He has a great YouTube channel. Hmm. He's out there. He says it's a 98% similar game. So, hmm. If you're out there listening and you're curious about the remaster, it's not that big of a deal. And, and in fact, it makes the game a lot more accessible even still. So some of the big changes, and we're going to implement these probably starting next week or next time we record. So yeah. episode 61. The big one that I liked is aid. 
that's just a simple yes. thing. Aid, the DC for aid goes down to 15. Yes. So now um, at your guys' level, you're going to be able to start seeing more critical successes yes. for aid. Yes. Which I think we is need. an important distinction. Mm-hmm. We don't really read the aid rules too well, but there's things in there about the bonus that you give is actually better if you're an expert or a master or right. legendary in that skill. So if you're if you have well, two people that are crafting and they're both experts and one aids, it's a plus two, not a plus one. Part of Dope. the problem is if you never feel like you're going to be successful at it, especially at lower levels, mm-hmm. right. then why would we ever look at it for expert, mm-hmm. master, or legendary? Yeah, and so your guys' level six, kind of a transitionary level between... You're coming out of the that early like we're no longer prepubescent. Yeah, you're getting some serious power. Level three spells when you hit level seven, um, you level four spells. I mean, we're almost halfway through the spell casting power yeah. tree at that point. Like, hmm. there's some. It's the game starts opening up from a like what can I do perspective. Yeah. So we we're kind of doing a Pathfinder chat fireside with hey. dice of thunderpod. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Smooth <laughs> over the waves. Listen to the to the knowledge flow through your ear holes and absorb all of it. <laughs> ear holes. <laughs> yeah. Start playing Pathfinder today. Now. Yeah, right now. Actually, leave work <laughs> and go find a group. Yes, but you so should. far, it's the greatest game. So far, everything that I because I haven't, I got a lot to keep or like learn about this remaster. Yeah. Uh, but so far, you're right. It doesn't seem like there's anything drastic. And most of what everyone's saying is that it will not like stop your gameplay at all. You can keep moving forward. A few things may have changed their names. Uh, a couple more things are added. But little things like aid isn't going to stop your gameplay. No. And and there are some really great organizational changes coming to the Chungus. So yeah. the new remastered Chungus is only about 360 pages. Down from 640. Whoa. Yeah. So that's going to make looking up information and and sifting through, finding stuff a lot easier. I like that change a lot. Um, The majority of this is language that's getting away from the Dungeons & Dragons open gaming license, which is what Pathfinder is published under, Mm -hmm. and creating the open resource creative license, which is the Orc license, is what Pathfinder's new gaming license is. And so there are some things that are going away that you may or may not be fond of. The big ones are alignment. Right. That's Good, huge. evil, law, and chaos are going to be replaced with anathema and edict from your deity. More important for like a cleric mm-hmm. or, a, or a champion. Mm-hmm. But like you guys, your deities are just kind of like they're just part of your characters, right? They're just cool references that you guys have. You don't necessarily get divine power from them. Well, Kairos yeah, does yeah, a little do. bit. A special, mm-hmm. which divine lance, <laughs> the the wonderful spell that you kept trying to use, yeah. you'd be able to use that now right. if you want to go back to it because they don't have alignment damage anymore. Great, yeah, it it'll do spirit damage instead. Yeah. There's also holy and unholy, so um, things that are holy could could be evil or mean, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and things that are unholy could be helpful because you know they've got some unholy taint or something like that affecting their blood or whatever anyway i don't expect <laughs> that there will be a lot of impacts from this negative what you know it it'll all get updated and changed in hero lab which is awesome yeah. and why we use hero lab so but look for you're going to notice some, some language changes there's been some changes to some spells um, there's no more chromatic dragons oh no oh. more red blue, I didn't know black that. gold silver dragons those are all hmm. going away 
and they're being replaced with the primal dragons. Mm. So like uh, the cloud dragons and the swamp dragons and the time dragons. Primal primal dragon. Yeah. Band name, I call it. Time oh, dragon? Time dragon. Yeah, I said it. Ooh. It's like Elden Ring dragons. Quantum dragon. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not uh, following those Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. like chromatic colors. There's, I like it. There's a couple other things. The spell schools, things like yep, that's evocation, a big illusion. That's Hogwarts. going away. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> spell school. You said oh, spell they're changing schools. the name of things like Attack of Opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Reaction strike. Reaction strike. Um, also, recall no, knowledge. I got it. <laughs> it just wasn't he got that it. funny. It was hilarious. It was pretty good. Not a school where you go to learn spells. <laughs> the spell school. I prefer the College of Winterhold like, personally. <laughs> like, uh, like in Skyrim, when you get, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huggy yeah. Bear, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go for Huggy Bear if you want to retcon the role. No, yeah. Huggy um, Bear is easier to remember than uh, Kinflencer. Kinflencer. It's so Kinflencer. it's such a serious name. Mm-hmm. It's like my arc, my accountant's name. Is Bartholomew Kinflencer. <laughs> Sounds like a trustworthy film. <laughs> Kinflencer, where are those quarterly reports? Oh, I'm on your desk on Monday, sir. I've extended your deadline two times already. <laughs> Will you keep moving the goalposts on me? <laughs> no this, more excuses, Kinflencer. This is a worse role play. Oh, this is great. It is. Get it done. Keep it going. Yeah, why not? You're well, working you Christmas go. Eve. So, so if you Scrooge? have. Scrooge? So <laughs> So when you're playing Pathfinder, if you're curious about the remaster, we'll be implementing it and addressing it as it comes up. Rules as written. Oh, is that the ODB? Stay tuned. I like it. It's a good joke. Shall we? We ha- shall. Let's. You know what we let's should do? do TPK, cancel the podcast before we get to the remaster. <laughs> who's who's in trouble for TPK? Roll the Sean Follow the Five. Never. <laughs> Well, Gail, let's take you back into the imagination sphere. Oh, yeah. The imagination station. The train's pulling in. Sing it. A choo choo. Imagination. That? Is that what you wanted? Imagination. Only our daughter will get that joke. But yep. I'm, Everybody who's watched South Park will get that joke. <laughs> True. Our daughter just hates it. Yeah. And she doesn't listen to the show, so we're fine. I feel like I'm it's in tense, an episode right? of it's Stranger little, Things. It's a little intense. You know, the Cradle of Quartz, now that you know that what was behind it all was this evil, you know. Nefarious servant. Fellow. A shrine skelm is basically a servant of the lower servant of the church by the name so of cool. Droxelos, who ordained himself and created a prophecy to be the 13th ordinal. And all of it was an effort to try to convert genuine Brigite priests who are curious about the function of time using quartz, the the sacred stone of the Brigite priesthood, and then converting them over to be worshippers of Yogg-Sothoth. Man. The outer demon god of time and space. Gross. It's a little gross. And then they ended up dead? Perhaps. Possibly. Well, some of them were followed. Some of them were sacrificed. He must have received something in return for that. The ones he couldn't convert? Troxelos sounds yeah. like mm-hmm. low-budget Oreo cookies, isn't that? Troxelos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a weird hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> off-brand Oreos. Off-brand Oreos? Like, sounds like an off-brand can laxative. You swing, can like, you swing by a grocery outlet? And get some Troxelos? Yeah. 
I feel like it's more of like a medication for something. That's what it sounds like, a medication. Is your neck hurting? Try Droxelos. Yeah. Oh, that's funny that you mentioned that, Duval. It's a goiter remover. After working out, I was a little stiff, and it turns out I have a goiter. Is there anything you can recommend? Funny you ask. We've got Droxelos. Oh, I've heard of that. Buy one pack of Droxelos, get two free. They're giving this stuff away. Droxelos. Wait, what are the side effects? (laughs) You know what the side effects are. Blimp skin. (laughs) From your neck. Oh, gross. Oh, I got necky blimp skin. Necky blimp skin. (laughs) We're just making up gross crap now. Basically. Uh, It's not my fault. Well, Varg Kinbiter, the honored wielder of Kinfluencer, sent out his clockwork spy from his pinky finger. Oh, yeah. That's right. At the end of the last episode. Sudoku. I'm not going to remember that, which is <laughs> great. Sudoku. Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Sapaku, which is great. Yeah. Like no. gamer tag. Yes. Yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah, no. Follow him on Xbox, everyone. <laughs> Good luck figuring out how to spell it. <laughs> it starts with a C. Hint, it's wrong. It's yeah. definitely wrong. Hint, it's wrong. So, one more time, <laughs> remind Gil and everyone else, what was the command that you gave the ring? And, and I, ha- I made a suggestion, but I want you to have the moment to change that if you want. I am not changing it. My suggestion and was look for command, anything that's moving. We, yeah, can you, search the rooms, come back if you find anything moving. Can you add one thing that's not us? I don't know how dumb this thing is. If it's like, oh, you're moving and comes right back. Well, they search, search the rooms. Like, okay, go so it'll go away. Rooms. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. Is it just these rooms out in front of you that you wanted to search? For now. Okay. <laughs> it'll come back and then I'll give it another command to search the others. So as, right? yeah, you send, you send this clockwork spy out and it flies away. <laughs> and after about 10 minutes or so, you see it come around the corner. Mm-hmm. Of one of these passageways, mm-hmm. and it flies back to you and lands back on your on your pinky finger. Pinky. Yep. Turns itself into a ring, yep. and and it vibrates as it does that, and it gives you a a negative. Okay, like unable to find any. It doesn't speak or anything, but you, yeah. it gives you like a negative tone, like a Morse code. Yeah, it doesn't alert. A haptic. Yeah, because it gives yeah, kind of like a yes or no to your answers, and if it's a yes, it'll two buzzes. It'll yes. point to like where. It finds okay information. So cool. It gave you a no, as in nothing that was moving was found in those rooms. Okay, okay. Which means something is either sitting real still, still <laughs> yeah, or real. it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> All the monsters go. are like hold still. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to try that first room then? On I'm the down left? for that. Yeah. Uh, the one that's over here, or over here. On the left. Can we get the over map here. up? Oh, that's right. Sorry, I had you guys on the Cradle of Quartz. Beautiful artwork. It is very Featuring beautiful. The iconic sorcerer. Ooh, zoomed in. We're in the tight corridor in this north-facing, north-leaning hallway, right? Yep. yep. North is is up on this map. It's five feet wide and seventy-five feet long as it exits the hexagonal-shaped entry room of the Cradle of Quartz. Three openings. Um, one of them twenty-five feet into the left. Another thirty feet into the right. And the last opening all the way at the end of the hallway. Well, let's check the one, uh, the west facing, the first entrance. Okay. You guys make your way up to the first entrance and go into that room. And as you reach the the entryway and you turn left, you see another 15-foot corridor extension that leads into a darkened room. 
and no doors on it. And I need um, the searchers. I need a perception check, a specific perception check. And you do not detect any magic in 30 feet of, of Luton either. 22 total. And I need one from Varg. <laughs> 14 total. Okay. Uh, so Varg doesn't notice it, but as Kairos, as you're passing by one of the sconces, you notice that it seems to shimmer a little bit. Mm. Just, that's all. Just, it's it's a trick of the, the fact that it's a quartz stone giving off light, but you notice a little shimmer. Like little the same step. type of shimmer the front door gives us? Nope. It wasn't the same type. Mm. It just seems to be reacting to your presence. Okay. Um, religion check? Yeah. Or a crafting check. Either uh, one. Uh, I'm on trading crafting. So Religion's oh, fine. I will. It's surveillance. <laughs> Maybe. That cracked eye? That's 100% not a cracked eye. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> I'm positive, bro. Yeah, it's a natty one. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a 16 for crafting, 30 total. All right. Ooh, nice. Kairos, maybe point this out to Varg, and Varg yeah. takes a closer look and uses his crafting knowledge, and, and what you see is an incredible, like, almost supernatural item. There is no device or power source or any kind of machinery providing the light. Oh. Hmm. And But you don't detect the vibration that Kairos detected. Okay. It's been charged. Should Weird. we take it with us? They, can we they, the wall? They are attached to oh, the they're wall. Attached to no, the wall. That's okay. a good question, right. though. Because it could be like a torch. Yeah. So. Okay. Fair uh, enough. I didn't even think about that. Is Let's, it just this one that's shimmering? All of them are like that. Gotcha. And, they and, all are okay. And yeah. you detect that, but Varg doesn't. Yes. We see nothing else. Nope. Okay. Let's go to the next room. Okay. Well, so we didn't go all the way in this room, though. Yeah. You, did, you <laughs> like, okay. only came oh, around the corner. Should, I thought the perception check was for the whole room. No, that was just for passing a sconce. I needed to. Okay. Gotcha. All right, you enter this room that's at the end of the shorter 15-foot corridor, and you see a a wide north to south. So it's a tall room, but it's not very wide. It's 10 feet wide. It's like a wide hallway room. And 35 feet tall. Seven by two, or two by seven, right? And the windows that peer out into the Spellscar Desert beyond are in this room. Can that's we it. see anything out those windows? If you look outside, you see the desert. Oh. But when we looked in, it was dark. It was too dark to see in. Mm. Why is there a gap between the room and the outer wall? The black like the area. thickness so of the are wall. Are these the windows? Yeah, those little What's slits this? are. The, that's just wall. Okay. Like like thick quartz wall. Yeah, it's thick quartz wall, and it's hmm. it's what you're seeing is obstructed because of the way that the lighting effects work in, okay. in roll twenty. But the walls of the chamber, oh, walls of everything, are carved out of quartz. So it's like you're walking inside of a geode. Is there anything inscribed on the walls? That's a great question. Uh, I need a perception check. Can I aid? Yes. Anyone can perceive. Even if I'm walking around stealthily? Yeah, because this is like a stop and search type of a thing. 17 total. Fine. Fine. 17 total. Natty 20. Maybe Natty 20. I was going to say, I got a 17 total too. Oh, wow. Bunch of 17s and a Natty 20. A Natty 20 plus 10 makes a 30. Unfortunately, you don't see anything. (laughs) I hate being that GM, but there aren't any inscriptions. What you do see that your perception picks up on, which is which is interesting, there is a sconce in this room, and which is giving off this pale blue light that you could not see from outside, Hmm. which is cool. Hmm. It's just cool. It's just cool. Okay. 
And then the last thing that happens as you're in this room is you hear... No. Back up. Let's go. Absolutely not. But it's... We can see the whole room. Bring the tools out. And from the northeast corner of the room, a smoke starts to build. Smoke? Run. And billow (laughs) out of the corner. Run. It's a dragon. And there's sort of like a... uh, I don't. You, you can't really tell. Var, right now, Varg is the only one in the room, but Darnayru yeah. definitely searched, so he would be in the room. Yeah. And, and so would Kairos, and so would Luton. Nature check? But it's just in that top right corner? It's just in the top right corner. Hold on to your nature check, because all of you see this. You hear that sound coming from that spot, and everybody gets a little bit sick. You start to feel like a... Like a wave of nausea. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Roll over you. Doxalos. <laughs> you need to take some Droxalos to feel better. It helps with nausea. Sometimes they prescribe it if you don't have blimpy neck skin. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're dumb. <laughs> we're so dumb. Oh, it's great. As if it is unfolding out of the corner of this room. You see a dog-like creature. A dog? Stepping into the space from where the two walls meet and form the corner. What? Just out of thin air. Out of the shadows. Straight out of the wall. It's like it's... It it looks like it's walking like... You remember that movie, the movie Labyrinth? Everybody's seen David Bowie, right? And Jennifer Connelly. Death. 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 The very beginning of that movie when the worm is giving her directions. Oh, yeah. And she turns left... And oh. like disappears behind the yep, and it's because okay. the wall yeah. is so it's like that it gives it's that uneasy illusiony yeah. type of thing. Okay, and that's what you see. I don't like that at at all. As I will um, bring it to all of your attention. Hmm. Hmm. Can you describe that? Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. I don't wanna. It's a straight-up demon. Oh, my gosh. It's got a tongue that is, like, as long as his torso. It's got really sharp teeth and, like... It almost has, like, the body of, like, an alien. Yeah. Oh, it totally looks like a xenomorph. You're right. Yeah. Xenomorph just with spikes everywhere. Everywhere. It's been working out. Oh, it's (laughs) Jack. Like, his his traps... LeBron James. Man. (laughs) This thing is is healthy. Nasty teeth. Spikes. And these eyes. He's got a big venom face. Yeah, like he, I mean, Mass Effect fans. He looks like uh, what's the thing that starts with the V? Those bad guys. Very scary bad guy. Yeah, very scary bad guy. It's got like a Russian doll. <laughs> Aren't they called the Vark? Tail. The Vark? No, they shouldn't be though. <laughs> it's like a Russian yeah, it's doll like a tail. Segmented yeah. whip tail. It could collapse. Collapsing in itself. And it's all purple. The but whole thing is. The purple. whole thing is purple, but it looks like there's smoke coming out of his tail. Yeah. Oh, that's fart. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> That's what that is. Look the it. father of a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine now. Oh, my bad. And he's Ooh. farting like crazy. Man, I, I'm still laughing. He's got spikes on his heels and his elbows. And yeah. he's got really tiny hands. He doesn't look friendly at all. And a spiky what do you mean? He's chin. Smiling. Okay. Yep. He's smiling with that. He's scary, tasting the air. Yeah. It clown smile face. What I, uh, I what I also need. <laughs> what I also need. You yeah. guys to notice is his eyes because the the eyes are exceptionally creepy. When you gaze into them, it feels like you're falling 
when you look at this creature. In love? I don't or like that. No, no, no. Like, like that's the sickening <laughs> don't feeling. Look that you get. Don't it. look directly at it. Don't look directly at it. Oh, my God. That kind of a thing. Oh, man. Let's kill this thing quick. Let's go. Shump off. Um, I do need you all to roll for initiative. Yeah. Roll for initiative. Oh, I knew that was coming in this tiny room. My next question was, has it noticed us yet? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I think we should just leave it in here yeah. and continue on, honestly. Just call it good. Yeah. You know what? Just, this is See your room. See you later. Yeah. And oh my have gosh. a good night. We're going to go this way. I rolled a <laughs> Take natural care. one. Yeah. yeah, you did. Oh, no. What does that mean? On initiative? Yeah. You critically fail. I you don't get to failed. act during this whole combat. <gasps> no. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a, new a remaster fake rule. What rule. did you get, Luton? <laughs> 18 total. All right. Um, Varg, total? 12 total. That's with perception? Yeah. Kairos. Plus two incredible initiative. 30 total. 30 total. Darnayru. 27. 27. Okay. So as this um, creature presents itself, and we start initiative here, I need all of you to roll a will save. There it is. It's that that poop. Why have we got to save will? All that gas (laughs) in the room. Save will. He's not worth it. Not will save. (laughs) Save will. Is this against a... uh, Demoralized creature spell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish you were talking about. <laughs> All right. Um, what'd you get? 16. Okay. 16. Luton? 26. 26. 21. 21. 18. 18. So you all fail. Awesome. awesome. Nice. Perfect. What a sure? way to start. Except Luton pass. Oh. Luton passes. So Luton, you're frightened one. Okay. Everybody else is frightened too. Oh my gosh. man. To start? so scared. And you take 17 damage. Whoa. You're making up stuff. As this agonizing despair washes over you. Luton, uh, you don't take 17. You only take 8 because you take half damage. That's a condition. Is that a mental? It is mental. Then I take 3 less. Okay. As that wave of agonizing despair washes over you, you hear that noise one more time. It's so unnerving. And the first person to act in combat is going to be Kairos. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to um, move behind Darnayru. That's my first action. Get out of the way. And then I'm going to... Kairos is now in the corner opposite of the creature. I put baby in a corner. And what I'm going to do is... Um, I'm at Acid splashed that corner, and so I'm gonna call out, you know, Sky Bowels, <laughs> and put it right in that corner right there. Okay, with an arrow shot. With an arrow shot, of course, of course. Um, that's gonna be 28 total. Okay, 28 total. That is a miss. Oh, whoa! As your arrow sails into the wall <gasps> and hits and misses the creature, <laughs> and that is my turn. All right, um, that brings us to Darnayru. The first thing I'd like to do is figure out what the heck this is and do a recall knowledge. I need an occultism check. <laughs> I can roll can one I of those. It? No. Because we're in battle. Yep. I only rolled a 17. R- recall knowledge, also changing. Right, which I did in mention. In a good way. Mm-hmm. Talked yeah. Who talked over you? Everyone. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. I talk Greg, over people all the time. what does it feel like? <laughs> <laughs> I only rolled a 17. A 17. You have absolutely no idea what this horrible demon dog is. Am I allowed to attempt again and use another? No. Um, I mean, if we're going by raw, 
if I, I look at recall knowledge, um, I will. I'm gonna because that doesn't. I don't think we've ever asked that question, or we did a long time ago. But um, if you have a failure, even if it's not a critical, yeah, critical? even though it's not a critical failure, because it's not tough cookies. Okay, so I use my first action to recall knowledge, which was a failure. Uh, the second thing is I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to cast a cantrip at it mm. and see if it does anything. All right. What um, so are you? I'm not sure. What are you trying to cast? I'm gonna try to cast Shatter Mind. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, boy. Actually, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, wow. <laughs> I would like to do uh, my mind forbidden, is shattered. I yeah. would like to do Forbidden Thought. Actually. All right. Remind me about Forbidden Thought. What's forbidden that? Forbidden Thought is I place a psychic lock on a foe's mind that prevents it from doing a specific action, and I would like that action to be stride okay if you fail the will save then you have to take damage if you want to do that action gotcha boss so you cast that spell yes Mm. and you have to roll a will save and what are the traits of that spell traits are uh enchantment mental occult psychic i need you to roll a will save oh no as your mind reaches out and touches the mind of this creature during the casting of your spell oh boy Natty 16. That's pretty good. Plus my will, which is 8. So that's 24. And I have resistance 3 to mental. You take 17 good mental gracious. damage. Wow. This is a psychic enemy, guys. As your mind is overwhelmed with feedback from the creature. Oh my gosh. And the last thing that happens... Oh, that's the end of your turn? Right. Yep, I wanted to take... Let me read one thing really fast under sure. mental buffer. Please. Your mind deflects some amount of harm from attacks that induce pain or manipulate your mind directly. You gain resistance to mental damage equal to half your level. Resistance equal... Okay. So you have resistance three. Yeah, I, I was I was making sure that didn't have any additional This buffer. is mental damage. So you only take 14 instead of 17. I dealt 17. Though. Okay, then I get to add my three back. Okay. That is the end of your turn. It that is, is now end. this creature's turn. <laughs> Don't touch it with your I'm brains. <laughs> it grins oh. from oh. ear to ear. Of course it does. It's, it's, its long tongue comes out and laps at its lips. And oh. it looks at all of you menacingly. And then it backs up into the corner and disappears. What? Oh my yes. gosh. And you are no longer in combat. But as it, <laughs> what? As it fades from view... That sickening feeling, the first interaction as he looked mm-hmm. into all of its eyes, mm-hmm. like a wave hits all of you. And your minds start to spin, and the room gets a little bit shorter, and the walls seem to press in on you. And Ugh. your vision, all four of you are experiencing the same exact thing. Your vision starts to shrink and tunnel, and all of you go unconscious what drop to the ground prone oh my gosh and it fades to black and a scene opens up and we see varg kinbiter laying in a cot inside of a tent as you're laying there varg your eyes open up and this wave of familiarity washes over you you've been here before you look around for your traveling companions and you don't you don't see them you don't know how you got in this tent you're outside somewhere, and you hear birds chirping. You hear the wind rustling through the leaves of trees overhead. And you see shafts of sunlight creating patterns on the tent skin. Is that blimp skin? Tent skin? No, it's, totally different. <laughs> it's definitely tent skin, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Close. The, the, is there another word for tent skin? The, 
this side of the tent. Tent fabric. At me on the zeter, people. Tent fabric. Anyway, on the tent skin, you see patterns from the rays of sunlight as it cuts through the trees. So you sit up, and you look around, and you realize that you recognize this setting that you're in. You're in your tent, but you don't have a a tent with the Shumfall of Five. You're in your clan tent. And as you exit the clan tent, you're in the jungle, in the Mwangi Expanse. You're home. What? And you look out and you see all of the other clan tents arranged in the protective circle of the Kolo as they are nomadic people. And they set up camp. And in the center of the camp, tied to a post, you see Bristlebane. And you were taken back to the Day of Judgment where your clan decided to vote Bristlebane into exile. There's the chieftain off to your left. You see some of your family off to the right. You see Bristlebane. You see the followers of Bristlebane who have taken on the mutation of the mana wastes and have returned home to the Mwangi Expanse to try to convince others to join their cause. And it's time for the vote, and the chief calls for a vote, and it's unanimous, and you feel your arm raise up. This is, is this a memory? Is this really happening? You're unsure, but the vote is successful, and the decision to remove Bristlebane from your clan has been made, and it's your job to escort her off and away from the camp. And as you do, she menacingly turns to you with all eight of her eyes on one side of her head, and looks at you and says, Worry not, Varg Kimbiter. In time, you will regret this decision. And you feel sick again. And you feel vertigo. Your vision collapses. You pass out. And then you wake up in the cradle of quartz on the ground. What? Surrounded by your friends who are still unconscious. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Do you do anything? Varg, Varg is just still disoriented and confused, and he, he's just thinking, what, what was this? Some kind of trick? A spell? A dream? And he looks around, and everyone else is still They're unconscious. still unconscious. Okay. And he's going to try to shake everyone awake. Who do you um, shake awake? Um, he's going to shake uh, Luton awake first. So you right go over to her. Luton, you shake her awake? Very gently, because yeah. she's tiny. Grab her by her wings and just rip them out. <laughs> Wake up! Watch her put a little right. makeup. <laughs> Watch her get some on the table. You're trying to rouse Luton. Yeah. And now we see the scene fade out. And Luton, you hear the rushing of the water. You wake up, and you're in your childhood bedroom. Your skin is normal color. Your wings are gone. Oh. So you were not born with either of those. She had no skin when she was born. She had no, <laughs> she had no blue skin when oh she was born. Ding dong. <laughs> like Hellraiser. Inside out boy. And you hear from the other room, Luton, honey, it's breakfast. <laughs> and you recognize the voice of your father. <gasps> oh my gosh, daddy. What do you do? Am I still in the vision? Yeah. Luton tries to get up and go towards the sound of her father's voice. You are in a tree. You recognize the surroundings. It's like a tree house. And that's the, the home that your father had built for your family. 
is up in a tree in the forests of Taldor. Pretty common practice for gnomes, right? Because Luton's father, as it turns out, she's adopted Mm -hmm. into a family of gnomes. And as you open the door to your bedroom, six or seven of your little siblings run by you. (laughs) (laughs) It's great because they're all the same height as you are. They're all young. And you go downstairs in the treehouse, and there's this massive kitchen table where all these little chairs and little uh, plates and cups and silverware are all set up and little wooden um, stools and, and things. And, and there's just, it's just chaos. The scene is just, it's just a wild scene, right? Uh, and all and the family's just clamoring over each other and they all sit down at the table as your father finishes um, making breakfast and he starts serving it out on the table and you take your seat at the table, the normal, Luton's normal seat at the table. Yes. Okay, so as you sit down, and uh, your father brings you a plate, and and he sets it down in front of you. Do you say anything or in this moment? Luton says, thank you, father. All right, and as you look up into his eyes to thank him, his face is replaced with the face of that beast oh, oh no and it Gross. says you're welcome oh, oh no and you immediately are shaken you know and ah, and it's it's like it's like a scene from like a hitchcock movie where you yeah. pan back really far and like yeah. out of the room and the the scene of that chaotic breakfast is just fades away the whole time that demonic face staring at you while all the people that you know and love from your past are like doing their normal activities in the background, that creature is locked in on you and it fades away into black and you wake up to Varg shaking you. Oh my gosh. Creepy. Yeah. Varg. Luton, wake up. Varg, I just had the worst dream. Oh, you and me both. I think it's... That wretched creature. This creature. (laughs) Messing with our minds. (laughs) Okay, so... Let's wake up the others. Yes. We We need to get moving. I'm over there snoring. Leave me asleep. Don't wake me up. Leave me asleep. I don't want to do this. Kal-El asleep as well? Or you go, no, Kal-El can you wakes describe up with Luton. Kal-El dream? Yeah, he's, <laughs> his, his feet are kicking. Fluffy. He's running in his dream. You know? Cats do. He's growling. Yeah. All right. I'll, uh, I'll go. Uh, I guess I'll go to the next person closest to me. Uh, Darn-Iru. 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 You go to rouse Darn-Iru. He's also difficult to rouse and the scene in the in this room in this little window chamber fades out and we see a sleeping Darnairu in the back of a caravan and it's sort of rumbling along down the road and you hear a voice from the the front seat of the uh, wagon a a nord no, it's not the opening. It's, it's a covered wagon. To, right. to change everyone's <laughs> mental picture okay, okay, off okay. of Roloff. Okay. Or Rayloff, or whatever his name was. Yeah. And you hear a voice from the front of the wagon. Get up, Danairu. We are getting close to the merchant quarter. And you recognize your father's voice. Oh, gosh. From the front seat of this wagon. Daddy. Yeah, everyone's having daddy issues. <laughs> Berg's daddy wasn't... Oh, you're right. He was great. 
So you, you wake up, you recognize immediately this is your father's traveling merchant caravan, and he's brought you along for the, the trip, and you're a teenager. That's the time in your life that you you recognize, okay? So you're you're kind of bounding along in the backs of his merchant wagon. It's all of his wares that he's... Kachita's wares. You know, all his wares are in the back of his wagon. You climb up into the front seat and you sit next to him. Aw. Yeah, I know, right? And you recognize you're in the desert. You're on the road to Katapesh, coming up yep. from a long journey from that Amarin, the great Amarin city. Remember what it's called? I can't remember what it's called. From Miraseth? Miraseth, yeah. thank you. So you guys have come up like the whole eastern coast of Garand through Nex, Geb, Manaways, all this stuff. Darn Iris has been through this area before, probably on a boat that you traveled that way. And you're now getting into Katapesh, which is the... The city of Katapesh and the country of Katapesh, big trade area. And your father says, This is the city of Katapesh, a place you have not yet been, my son. But from here, we will sell much of our things, and we will be able to bring a great bounty all the way back home. You have an opportunity to talk to your dad here. And and this Daddy? is this is happening. This is like you're also confused. Where right. are Varg and and Luton and Kairos? They were you were just here fighting that monster, and yeah. now you're sitting in the front seat of a wagon with your dad and looking down at like teenage paws. Right. Yeah. Your your body's a little smaller. You're a little skinnier than you used to. Definitely not wearing the same clothes. You don't have your weapons. Completely yeah. displaced in a memory. And I my, and I'm traveling with my father. Mm-hmm. How long have we been on the road? When okay. I ask it of confusion. It's been three and a half weeks, son. You have been here the whole time. What do you say? Complete flabbergasted, having no clue what to say. I'm just looking at him with confusion. All right. Um, roll a perception check. Ooh, Percepting checks. checks dream in the checks? Oh, gosh. What am I doing? Question. Yeah. Are we still frightened, too? Just roll the damn check. I rolled, I rolled a, a natty 15. Okay. What's the total? Uh, plus eight would be 23. You look up ahead on the road and you notice there are, you see someone duck behind a tree really quickly and it, it doesn't give you a good feeling. And this is confusing to you because you don't remember anybody hiding. On, this is a memory. You know this. You've been, yeah. you've done this before, but there wasn't anyone hiding behind a tree. As this kind of confusion washes over you, you approach that spot and six bandits jump out from Gosh. their hiding spots and they startle the horse drawn cart and your you know your father pulls in the reins really quickly ah oh, oh no darn iru ah you must you must run my son please run and as he's saying that they all shoot arrows and they just <laughs> right into your father's Gosh. chest and he just slumps over dead Boromird him like Ricky right in front of you Boromird him oh my gosh dang as you look back at all these bandits in this moment of pain and, and shock and confusion, they all look like your traveling companions. What? They look like Kairos, Varg, Luton, Balnor, Betrayers. Phoebe, Vashon Gavelby. Well, that, that one makes sense. <laughs> yeah. oh. that Sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I was aiming for the horse. If it I was aiming for you. <laughs> if it makes a difference. And and that that betrayal and like shock and, and sorrow washes over you and you start to feel kind of sick and you fall over out of the wagon and, and it feels like you're tumbling for 
ever as you yeah. fall out of that wagon and you never hit the ground and you wake up to Varg just violently slamming your head into the concrete as he's trying to wake <laughs> hey, you up. Take it easy. <laughs> Snap out of it. Don't I do. Uh, uh, oh my wake goodness. Up. What? Well, careful. I'm, I'm awake. I'm awake. That There's was... something going on here. We need to leave. We, we need to do something. <laughs> I, I just had the weirdest dream. We're all having dreams. This, this place, this creature, something is messing with our minds. We need to get Kairos awake now. Okay. You go over and you pour some water on Kairos. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's coughing back to life, we go into his mind. And Kairos, you're seated at a campfire. Last night's campfire with all of your traveling companions. And you look around to the three of them and they fade out of view. They turn into smoke and they just sort of like dissipate in front of your eyes. And then you hear a familiar voice. My son, is that you? And you look over and you see your father seated across from you. What? Is he wearing the tunic? What? He is wearing a bright blue tunic. Sakaris is shocked. His his eyes are broad, and his uh, his shift quills shiver a little bit. Right, they look like shaking a little bit. And he looks at him, and he goes, "Abba, is that you, my son? How, how can this be? It is only through the power of Nethys and magic that I am reaching you today. I need to tell you something very important. Yes, Abba. My mission." To meet Lyra Feltrell and support the Magambaya, it failed. No. Please, return to your mother. Abba, where are you speaking to me from? Far to the east. Past the edge of the Mana Wastes and out onto the island of Jalmare. Abba, I want to roll a deception check. <laughs> 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 this vision's full of crap. <laughs> I appreciate that you want to do that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. To the east. I'm so confused. Where are my companions? They are still here, son. I need you to know. For me, all is lost. But for you, and he starts removing the tunic takes it off of his shoulders and he folds it up very neatly like it would be on sale at Target after he's done (laughs) for you my son I believe your journey is just beginning and you look and you see that he has a a massive wound across his chest like a huge gash from shoulder to hip Yeah, almost cutting him nearly in two it's not bleeding it's not it's but, just there. But the tunic's not cut? The tunic's not cut. Mm-hmm. Use the power here. Try to continue where I left off. And he reaches out to you with the tunic in his hands. I can't take this. This this can't be. You're, you're so strong and so so powerful. How did this... How did you... There is... There is a coming death and destruction, son. 
Thank you, Rahla. I can't believe this is real. Seek out our camp in Jalmare if you need answers or return home to our clan, to our tribe, to our family. And he lets go of the tunic and it sort of floats there and shimmers and it starts disappearing in front of you and it fades away. I don't even get to keep it. And, and your father also starts to fade away. How about wait? It's okay, my son. Tell me more. It is time for you to take on the Tell legacy. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> ridiculous. <laughs> and he fades away and you come to and are on the floor of the covered chamber. Water. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what you guys do? Uh, that's good. We need to get out of here. Something bad is here. We must go. Can we? Can we? Check the room again to make, see if it's still here, like just invisible or you, something. You did check it? the room and you do not detect any magic, any presence. Okay, let's get the heck out. Yeah, he's a mean little sucker. Where are we going to go? Are we leaving this? The whole? We haven't finished what we came here for. I'm not suggesting we leave the the entire cradle. But leave this room. Leave this room. My mission. My mission has changed. What? What do you? What do you mean? I have a strong urge to to find my people. It, it's probably a good... What, what was your dream? What, what are you suggesting? I, I had a vision. I saw my Abba. He told me to return to my people. He was... Or find him. He was not well. I My father, father was also in my dream, but he was killed before my eyes. <sighs> we can't trust your vision was real, Kairos. This thing, this place might be messing with our minds. My people are powerful. They can come to me in, in visions. I, I believe my Abba spoke truth. Well, I have no reason not to believe it. Plus, I'm pretty easygoing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw my father, too. But he turned into that monster. I feel like it's messing with our minds. We should continue on before we decide anything else. There is definitely something mental at play. As an expert in all things psychic. <laughs> I've been psychic for like two weeks now. <laughs> it's been like five levels. You're pretty psychic. It's true. I'm pretty psychic. Pretty psychic, bro. <laughs> I will stay with the group. But it's important that I explore these visions more. And we will support you. Let's stick together and then after this is done, we can help you go where you need to go. Absolutely. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. We should be careful because this creature appears to be able to move through walls. And appear out of nowhere. Yes. And penetrate our thoughts. Then we must tread lightly. So I need all of you to roll an arcana check except Greg. Okay. Man, I kill that arcana, dude. <laughs> 19 total. Ooh, natural 20. Hey! 17 total. What's your total? One. 21 with a natural 20? Yeah, I have one. (laughs) The four of you put your heads together trying to figure out what this thing is. And Luton, you recall something, something you heard maybe while you were working with the druids at Wildwood. A talk of a creature that matches this description. 
and you recognize that it is called a Hound of Tindalos. Hound of Tindalos? Didn't look like a dog to me. The hounds, it's a time-bending hound. The Hounds of Tindalos are guardians, corrupt guardians of time. Mm. This when, is awful. When people start messing with time, it tends to mess back, you know? This is how. <laughs> oh, at the butterfly effect. This isn't our fault. <laughs> what? Drox Solo started this, okay? What you know about a Hound of Tindalos is that they have an otherworldly mind. Ugh. Any creature that tries to target the Hound with a mental effect immediately takes 4d6 mental damage. Oh. Which is what happened to Darnayru. That hurt, mm. by the way. You also know that they are telepathic. They have tremor sense. They can see in the dark. They have enhanced senses. They are aberrations. They have tremor sense. They can always. You sense gotta it's hit coming. him with that ghost touch, baby. Wow. They are not ghosts. Aberration. <laughs> They're not undead. They are aberrations, <laughs> not apparitions. Close enough. <laughs> and the last thing that you know, with a, a twenty-one that was a crit success, among their varied spells that all seem to affect the mind and affect time. They have the ability to step through space <laughs> and fold time. <laughs> so any... Greg knows what that means. Any location that is angular and sharp is a potential doorway for a Hound of Tindalos. Well, at least the uh, the Cradle of Quartz wasn't cut in really sharp edges. Yeah, right. You mean like squ- every room is square? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to find a round area. <laughs> Or make one. Let's turn right. Can next. <laughs> could you do a medicine check on me or a nature medicine check on me? Because I'm down. You want to like take a moment to do a little treat woundy? Yeah, but only a short like treats, 10 minutes. Treats McWoundy? Treats McWoundy, if you're willing. Yes. If you want, you can deny his request. You absolutely can. Saying. If you're like, let's move on. You can I say, can... no, die. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't want to burn a heel. Die, Naru. Die, Naru. <laughs> um, is that treat wounds? Yeah. Okay, so I roll. You roll a nature. First. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, nature check. You roll nature. Okay. Because you have hippie magic. <laughs> it's such good hippie magic. <laughs> you get that sweet hippie magic, bro. So 18 total. Okay, that's pass. Okay. 2d8. 2d8. And I get an extra five because I got godless healing, yo. Oh, snap. So proud. Straight up heathen, bro. <laughs> Uh, five total. Not awesome. great, sorry. I'll take it, though. Ten, ten, ten healing. Ten heal. All right. Okay. Well, that's what happened to you guys. Oh. You were down 17? I was down 28 total. Oh, yeah, okay. Because he, he, oh. he got hit by the big blast, the AOE blast yep. that hit everybody, mm-hmm. and then he got hit by another effect. How long do I have to wait to do that again? On him? An hour. Oh, one hour. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But you can hit other people if you want. I can. Who else is? But you well, guys, we're you, all down. You a guys are right? just sort of taking this like mini break. It is dangerous in this room. Okay, yeah. let's move on. Mm-hmm. Are we still frightened? Um, no, the frightened condition fades after like twelve seconds Yay. go by or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you head out into the main chamber, are we just going straight to that other room? Bar? It's up to you guys. Sorry, I, I thought chamber. that's what I heard. That's why I thought we're just going to go right across the hall to um, the other room. What do you think? I just wanted to leave the room. Uh, I'm fine with continuing to explore. So should we just keep going across the hall then? Kairos sure. is like, a, yeah. a little okay. further into the hallway, please. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be the last man Do in you there. guys go back out into the hall? 
and you go into the room across the hall, which is a smaller, like, three-by-three three room. There's two bodies on the floor. <gasps> There's two bodies on the floor. There's two bodies. So you enter this room, and you do see two corpses on the floor. And I have some Scotty D for you. Scotty D. Okay. Scotty D. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me with that Scotty D. This chamber contains crumbling beds and tattered clothing. Two withered corpses lay on the floor, their skin split open from the long wounds covering their bodies. Oh, gosh. Otherwise, they are well-preserved by the dry air. They do not have any material possessions on them. Ha ha, Greg. I anticipated your question. (laughs) Do we recognize these people? Can we look at, like, what type of clothing they're wearing and then the medicine check to see, like, what killed them? Yes. So roll a medicine Mm. check, and they are wearing Brigite robes. Okay, that's what I was Okay. Mm. Good question. Natty 20 plus Good for you. 8 for medicine. Good for you. They're, the long slashes on their body appear to be um, tears from large claws. Mm. Well, yes. we know what that's from. But do we know how long? You said Tindalos. it's been preserved from the air, but how long have they been dead? That's indeterminate. Oh, it's indeterminate. Okay. It's, you, know, you know that this has been 100 years since anyone's even been in here, and it is within reason that these things have been here for 100 years. Wow. There's still flesh on their bodies. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it is difficult to tell from the desert effect that they've had on the corpses. Yeah. But you can determine what caused the method of their death, and you see that they are, in fact, you know, intact. Okay. And, okay. and as you're making that, Observation and inspecting them and and and, lo- and looking at their bodies, um, one of them reaches up and grabs your wrist. Oh. <laughs> and next week I'll need you to roll for. Oh. Oh. oh my goodness! Gonna fight Zombies. the undead. Gonna fight the undead. Punch. <gasps> Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Dice of Thunder and the Dice of Thunder podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.